You are listening to New York Jets Life Podcast. Here's your host, Chili the Beast. He loves some Jets football. Gotta get to work. That's right. Yes, you know. Uh, come on, come on. You know my name. Come on. My name is Willie. Hello, everyone. This is Chili the Beast for the New York Jets Life Podcast. By fans, for fans. You can like us on Facebook at Jets Life, and you can also like us on Twitter at Jets Life underscore. I want to thank everybody for listening to our weekly podcast. Stay tuned each and every week while we discuss our New York Jets. Again, we are uh, real New York Jets fans for life, bleeding green every day. Speaking about the New York Jets, how in a fan's perspective for you guys as fans. Can't wait. Jets this week, one o'clock game. At Minnesota, playing the Vikings. Jets lose. We all know that. Dropped a 2-11. and 11. But some good things out of this game. Some bad things, as usual. But some good things. Um, let's start the game off right away. We got Geno's first play of the game. Pick six. Terrible. Absolutely nuts, man. I, I was sitting there watching it. Oh my God, not again already. You got to be kidding me. We're in a hole. Guy's never going to bounce back. He never does. But I'll tell you what. Not a Geno supporter. I think he's done. We all think so. Kid bounced back. He showed some adversity. He played well the rest of the game. He showed a lot of leadership. You know, that's that's a hard thing to do is throwing a pick six on your first play. I can imagine, actually. And then um, coming back into the game, being competitive for the rest of the game. I mean, it was a good game plan. Uh, they were actually balanced. I think they ran 37 pass plays and 37 rush plays. The third sequence of the game, the special teams played much better this week. They've been playing so bad, you have to play better. I don't think you get any worse, but they played much better. We did some different things. Uh, The vertical passing game, man, where has that been? All my life, I've never seen it. Maybe that one year, Sanchez, DeBraylin, first got him. This game was was good, man. I mean, um, it looks like they used the the game plan towards the strength of our offense. We have speed on the outside with Percy Harvin. We have a dynamic running game. Now, the Vikings here, they're not. The 85 Bears on defense, and they're certainly not the 2014 Green Bay Packers on offense. They're a mediocre team, uh, a beatable team that we, we lost to, obviously. But uh, there was we competed with them for the whole game, and that just shows us where we're at. Like Bill Parcells says, uh, you are what your record is. I don't really see that. I agree with Rex, who quoted this earlier in the week, that I think we're better than our record at 2-11, and but we are 2-11. and Some stats on offense... Pretty good. Um, Harvin went six catches for 124, one touchdown. Dynamic. Dynamic player when he's involved in the offense. He needs multiple touches. He carried the ball a couple of times. You know, they did some creative things getting him the ball. I think they ran a pistol one time. They ran some option plays with him. Uh, Decker also had six catches for 89 yards. Coming into the role as a number two receiver again. Unfortunately, we're paying him as a number one receiver. But you could see this guy is a possession guy. This is what he did in Denver. The teams double teamed um, Demarius Thomas, sometimes Wes Welker, and these Wes Welker and Decker would clean up. And this is what Eric Decker did. He got a couple of key third downs, made some nice catches. He's not going to be anybody with your speed, but he's going to get open. Chris Ivory, another good day. Balance attack, 16 carries, 73 yards. Chris Johnson, 16 carries, 53 yards. Gino, he runs, which I know he doesn't like to. He's effective. Six carries, 33 yards. But we cannot get it done in the red zone. Nick Falk had a bounce back game. He went five for five. Automatic. Field goes all over the place. I think he had another 44-yarder. 
Uh, the game went to overtime. But the story of our season, quoted by Brino Giacomici, our big right tackle, is not getting it done in the red zone. Jeff Cumberland, drop touchdown pass. You know, he hasn't had another lot of work with the ones. Jason Morrow has been starting. No excuse, though. He's a veteran player. You make the catch. You get open. You hit him in the hands. And Ivory fumbles at the two. We get the ball back to Minnesota right away. I mean, that's a touchdown all day. For Ivory, he's a short-handed guy. He doesn't fumble much. I c- cannot remember many of his fumbles, if any. But he fumbled at the two in this game. That's the difference of the game right there, man. That's a... Uh, that's a four-point swing. We don't go to overtime. That's seven points right there because he's, you know, we're going to score on the two. If Irie doesn't fumble, he's in the end zone. We never go to overtime. We win that game. Now the defense. Rex Ryan's defense. This is not Rex Ryan's defense. This is a product of John Idzik. The defensive backs, bro, they suck. They, we have a terrible defensive backfield. It is shown week after week after week. And this week it really showed. We got guys like Jarius Wright. Who? Exactly. Charles Johnson. Who? Exactly. Beating us. Beating us. A rookie quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. High profile pick. I get that. A rookie quarterback versus a Rex Ryan defense. When Rex wants to do and can do what he wants to do. Teddy went... 19 for 27 for 309 yards, two touchdowns, and a Hail Mary garbage time pick right before the half. It should have been three touchdowns, but one, Charles Johnson fumbled on the one-yard line, which was recovered in the end zone. These receivers, man, they're not good. They don't make starting rosters. They don't make many of these starting rosters. Jarius Wright, four for 123. He had one long touchdown for 87 yards. Charles Johnson, four catches, 103 yards, touchdown, along a 56, beating Darren Walls so terribly. And he should have had the two touchdowns like we talked about a second ago. So that's two for him. Greg Jennings, being a possessed receiver, older guy, 552, picking up third downs all over the place. Too many long plays. They went six for 12, the Minnesota Vikings did, on third down. That's our nickel defense. We all know who I'm going to pick on next. Kyle Wilson. Oh my gosh. I know you guys read it during the game when I uh, put it on Facebook. My disdain for this guy, this fella, this bust of a draft pick, this terrible player. It looks like he's playing tag, chasing guys down all day long, lost in coverage. Seemed like every single time they needed the third down, they picked on him. Very smart. Why wouldn't they? I mean, come on. He sucks. We know it. Guy can't cover whatsoever. The uh, game setting up field goal in the fourth quarter to force the game to overtime. They picked on Kyle Wilson on a crossing route. He was lost. He was nowhere in the vicinity. Chased the guy down. Guy ran out of bounds. Sets up the game tying field goal for Blair Walsh. I, I don't know. I don't know how, the long, how this guy's been in this league this long. I mean, he's a first-round pick. The average lifespan of an NFL player is like three and a half years. How is he on an NFL roster? I mean, with our cornerback situation, with the way it is, how does a former first-round pick that's on an NFL roster not able to beat out guys like Phillip Adams, Marcus Wilson, who? I know, I know, I know. But there were good things on the defense this week. Sheldon Richardson, 
monster game, three sacks, a safety, everywhere on the field. It seemed like every single time something was going on on the field, we seen big number 91, big Sheldon, making plays. Mo didn't play. Mo Wilkerson, big Mo, he didn't play. So Sheldon stepped his game up big time. I believe that was the first three-sack game by a Jets defensive lineman many years. Not 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 sure the exact date, but long time it's been. Big Mo is nursing a toe injury. He's in a walking boot. There's a chance he may play this week. We'll see versus Tennessee. I uh, have uh, thoughts on Mo that I also placed, posted on Facebook this week. And uh, I'm scared, bro. I'm scared that... Um, First off, I know they're keeping him out because he's an essential part of our team and not to cause further injury because I know it's a toe and they're worried about being turf toe. But uh, Sheldon playing big like this shows that Sheldon can get it done. Mo has not been re-signed. Um, a lot of guys are getting re-signed on his, in his rookie year. A lot of defensive linemen have been re-signed. Mo has not been. If uh, Sheldon can keep this up, maybe there's a chance that Mo doesn't get his deal. I I don't know. I, I'm praying that Mo gets locked up long-term. He is a essential part of our defense. He's a monster. The guy's a dominant force in the league. I think he's like the number two defensive tackle slash defensive end, 3-4 end, behind J.J. Watt in the NFL. Year after year since they've been in the league. It's crazy. But that's for another day. Hopefully they, they figure something out with him. Darren Walls, up and down day. Bad early, dropped an interception at one point, picked another interception up at a garbage time INT I talked about with Bridgewater at the end of the half, the end of the, end of the half, but uh, got beat terribly on a uh, stop-and-go route. He's our best corner, which is not saying much. I mean, Darren Walls, you know, not a household name. <clears throat> then we're going to go into uh, one of John Idzig's boys, his number one overall draft pick from this year, Calvin Pryor. Did not start the game. Played a uh, nice amount of snaps for him in a reserve role. Running situations was in the box. Guy did not even make it into the box score. Also played every single special team, like the punt team, kickoff team. Did not record a stat. I don't know, guys. I'm getting scared with this one. I didn't like the pick initially. We passed on a lot of guys. The guys that are producing NFL, NFL starters. But uh, I'm seeing bust on this guy. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm seeing bust. Now, um, as far as coaching in general, I think we were outcoached again. And I think this is a um, just a whole year we've been outcoached. I, it just shows Rex Rex's inability to know the offense. I think he's been slipping on defense. And, and that has a lot to say with you know our personnel groupings and our cornerbacks, defensive back situation in general, not being able to play man coverage, not being able to press coverage. So a lot of zone is being done. Um, put a lot of good teams, but uh, I feel that we were outcoached. I feel that a rookie could QB outsmarted our defense, our defensive coordinator, our our head coach, who is the defensive mastermind. Jailblake blitz in overtime to try and fool Teddy Bridgewater. He audibled into a bubble screen. I mean, that play doesn't is not designed to take it to the house. But when you commit everybody, you make break one, two tackles. Guy's gone. Game-winning touchdown in overtime. Dead ends the game right there. The one thing I did notice on that play, out of everybody, Sheldon Richardson, again, chasing the dude down until he guy's out of sight. Monster, again. But uh, out-coached, 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 out-coached. 2-11 Jets. 
2-11. And, ah, man, I can't believe I'm saying that. It's crazy. It sucks, you know, but the season's almost over. <laughs> We're going to talk about some draft. 2-11. and 11. Right now, we, as the standings go for the draft, we are in the fourth overall draft position. The It goes the Bucks at one, the Titans at two, the Jags at three, the Jets at four, and Oakland at five. I'm just going to put it out there and say that I know we don't have a coach next year yet, and we'll see what happens with that. And possibly we will be having a new GM. But uh, there's a very excellent chance that we're going to be going quarterback somewhere early in the draft. Um, Obviously, the top guy out there is uh, Marcus Mariota. Out of these uh, top five teams, we're looking at the Bucks, who are in the number one spot, who we need to lose if that's where we want to go. They need the quarterback also. Their team's a mess. The Titans, that's a great question mark, and we played them this week. So I guess that's a must-lose game from what I'm reading on the internet, <laughs> Twitter. Do they need a quarterback? We're not sure. You know, they drafted Zach Mertenberger this year, Mettenberger. He's done some good things. He's done, made some rookie mistakes. He's on season-ending IR, but he'll be ready for training camp. Uh, I like the kid. Unfortunately, he's not on our team. But uh, they could be drafting a quarterback. You know, they've uh, whiffed in the first round by taking quarterbacks before. Jake Locker, who's uh, starting the rest of the season for them. So I guess we'll see what they have in there. The Jags, they don't need a quarterback. They just drafted Blake Bortles. The Jets at four, yeah, we need a quarterback. Again, remains to be seen on coaching, free agency, GM, what they do with Geno. Yeah, we're in that top four. We're in that mix for that quarterback. And then at five, we're rounding out the top five is Oakland, who has uh, Derek Carr, who's a phenomenal young rookie. He's uh, They don't need a quarterback. If they do draft one, hey, they're the Oakland Raiders. Who knows? But it uh, looks like they don't need one right now. But uh, we're going to need some help if the Jets are going to go that way, route with quarterback. And the quarterback that seems to be on everybody's wish list is uh, Marcus Mariota. We'll talk about Marcus in a little bit. But uh, we're going to need some Bucks uh, wins to get to that top spot because that's the only way we're getting that guy. We're going to talk about John Idzik, who we talked about earlier. For you guys who don't know, that's our GM, general manager, the guy making decisions, the big shot. The guy spending our money or not spending our money, the $21 million we had in cap room this year. Could have bought a cornerback, hey? This guy I know, he has an, uh, his own personal island shutting down wide receivers every week. He was available. But, nah, we didn't do anything with him. John Idzik, he's got to go. <clears throat> Reports out all weekend long. ESPN reported on Sunday. This is stuff that us Jeff fans know. This is stuff that us Jeff fans could see. But uh, the whole nation doesn't know about how dysfunctional our team is because of this guy. Adam Schefter on NFL Countdown on Sunday reporting that Woody Johnson's aware of Idzik's failures, his inability to turn his team around. Um, there is a uh, distrust between Idzik and his personnel and his personnel in Idzik. Woody uh, Johnson is also aware that the fans... Um, Hate the guy. You know, our good friends at johnidzik.com, who I mark out every single week. We got billboards up and down New York, New Jersey, by the stadium, everywhere. This week, they're doing a towel thing for the last home game. You know, a terrible towel slash Pittsburgh Steelers thing saying, fire John Idzik. 
protest last uh, last home game on Monday night. Um, Woody's aware of the situation. He's got to analyze the situation. You know, Idzik, uh, he sabotaged this team. He he wanted Rex out, so he sabotaged the season to get Rex out. This may backfire on him. No money's been spent. This is uh, professional sports, bro. You uh, don't win very often without spending money. Another report this weekend uh, is coming out. Is a uh, team personnel, someone in the Jets, talked to uh, Manish Mehta, one of the uh, beat writers for New York Jets in the uh, New York papers. And a uh, lot of lot of distrust, a lot of distrust. Not happy, doesn't put the work in. I'm speaking about Idzik still. You know, this is a... Uh, Idzik has a scouting background, and I talked about this on last week's podcast, but he has a scouting background. You know, we had 12 draft picks. This guy with the scouting background, you would figure we can get some good players in this draft. Guess how many of our uh, draft picks started this last week out of 12 in this Vikings game? Zero. Zero. Watching the Packers game last night. They have four starters. They're dominant, these guys. Late round guys. Their center, Ryan Lindley. I mean, who? Devontae Adams. I think he was a second or third round guy. I mean, we obviously pass on it for like Jalen Saunders and stuff. Guys making plays out there all night, all year. This guy's been making plays. I mean, that's a, that's a good organization, man. Good scouting, good scouting directors, good scouting department. Great GM, great coach. We can't compare ourselves to the Packers. You know, this is just a reflection on John Izzik this year. He's He's got to. Something's got to be done. I mean, I'm Woody Johnson. Maybe he's waiting for the end of the season. But maybe Woody Johnson doesn't have a clue. I don't know. I I love to sit down with that man for ten minutes and just let him know. I mean, jeez, what are you not seeing that us Jeff and see? John Nizik's got to go. Got to go. The New York Jets Life podcast, New York Jets Life, and all New York Jets Life followers say John Nizik's got to go. All right. Now it's your turn. So from Facebook, I put a um. I put a link on there asking for more questions, comments, concerns about the season you like addressed on this podcast. Uh, I got one real good one from Charles Glenn Snooty Jr. He wants to know, New York Jets life would think about, should we make a trade for an RG3 slash Manziel slash Brian Hoarder? Maybe sign a free agent? Get More or less he's saying get a veteran guy in here to save our draft picks for a wide receiver slash defensive back? Or should we just go in for the quarterback of our future in the NFL draft? Uh, Charles, this is all going to depend on the new coach. Hopefully the new management. I-, I don't think the free agents are worth a shit. RG3's broke. Manziel, I mean, he's he's the future of the Browns. Brian Hoyer showed nothing in the last three, four weeks. He's declined so much. Brian Hoyer's going to be available as a free agent. I don't think the guy's worth anything. Jay Cutler, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. He's not a leader. He doesn't want to be out there. He just looks like he doesn't want to be out He looks miserable to be playing football. Come on, give me a break. I don't think there's a free agent out there. I mean, no, oh, there's a good buddy Mark Sanchez. No, we're not going back down that track, man. Me, if I'm the GM, I don't think I could take one of these uh, quarterbacks. That's me. I love Mariota. i just really concerned about the whole system thing, Oregon Duck system. He can make all the throws. He's a phenomenal athlete. I guess I got to see his workouts. And But I'm not a scout. Uh, who I'm picking in this draft is, I think, the best player in the draft is Amari Cooper. 
And that all depends. I mean, that may happen. That may happen with what we do with Percy Harvin. But a uh, good question. But I don't think the answer's in the free agency. It seems to me that it's going to be Mariota in that top five. Um, I'm hoping that it won't be another quarterback in that top five. Maybe in a later round, maybe trade back into the first or second, third, fourth and get a guy. You know, kind of like what the Titans did this year with with uh, Zach Medenberger. You know, he came off an ACL injury, but they grabbed him late. The guy would have look, was looking like a like a, a maybe a possible late first-round pick, early second. But, you know, they grabbed him late in the draft. I think he went in the sixth round. Aaron Murray from Georgia, uh, he did the same thing, tore his ACL last year. I think he was drafted by Cincinnati super late. I mean, these are guys with, with collegiate talent that look like NFL quarterbacks that had an unfortunate injury. Maybe we could find something like that. Uh, guys are high in this uh, dude, Brent Hundley from UCLA. I don't know too much about him. Um, I do like Bo Wallace. He looks like a looks like a NFL quarterback. I don't know where they're going. I don't know where about we are. But another good thing to look at is is hey, if those are the guys we're looking at, you get them later in the first round. Maybe we trade back out of that, you know, our potential top five pick and make some moves. So again, Charles, thanks for the question. All right. This week, coming up Sunday, we got a 4.05 kickoff. Uh, later games, got to love them. We're at Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Again, like I said earlier, this is a, uh, I guess it's a must-lose game. We could uh, leapfrog Tennessee for the, uh, for that potential uh, draft spot. Tennessee, uh, they do some good things. Good, they do some things bad. They're a lot like us. They're, they, you know, they're rebuilding. They're not going to tell you otherwise. They got a newer coach in there. Uh, young quarterbacks, I, like I said, Mendenberger on the IR. Got some young receivers. They're hurting. A running game, rookie running back. Their defense ain't anything spectacular. Jets should beat them. You know, it's a winnable game again. These, those are the schedule games where you're circling the schedule saying, that's a definite win, that's a definite win. They're coming in with, like, I guess, the worst run defense in recent weeks. I mean, they've been letting up chunks of yardage to, to everybody who they've been playing. So again, uh, Tennessee this week, four o'clock in Tennessee. Later game for you know four o'clock kickoff, should be cool. Hey, Rex is still here, so look for some more ground and pound. But they're going to try and evaluate Geno a little bit more, especially after last week. See if he can duplicate the week that he had last week. You know, two two weeks in a row. Look for a balanced run game, run attack again. Go Jets. Even though it's a must lose. Still my team. Looking for a win. Because damn, it feels good to win. Haven't felt that in a while. All right, boys and girls. Again, I'm Chili the Beast for the New York Jets Life podcast. Like us on Facebook at Jets Life. And Twitter at Jets Life underscore. Come on, give us a follow. We're like at 1650 likes or something on Facebook. Let's let's get us up there. Let's Let's put us out there. I think we're going to do doing a good job. We got some interaction going. Got some debates. My New York Jets, my New York jokes, uh, picture ruffled some feathers. But again, we're fans for fans. No BS here. Telling you the truth. Telling you how I feel. Most of you guys feel the same way. Real passionate. I love it. Gotta love the Jets. Again, like us on Facebook at Jets Life. Like us on Twitter at JetsLife underscore. Look for the links for questions, comments, concerns for next week. And listen for next week's podcast. 
Thanks again for listening. Chili the Beast. Thank you for listening to the New York Jets Life Podcast. Make sure to listen next week while we listen to Chili the Beast analyze the Titans-Jets game.